Hello, everyone on the Scuttle. Um, I know it's been a long winter and spring here with only one episode coming out. Um, we are here to fix that. So today, during this coronavirus craze, we are going to add a little bit more content to the Scuttle. Um, one of my favorite guests and none other than Mr. Alexander Gertz has decided to join the pod. Um, so with that and with being stuck in this house, before we kick this off, um, we are going to do an intro song and, you know, this is pretty cheesy here, but, uh, Alex Gertz and I actually texted each other out of the blue randomly today at the same time. Um, he messaged me one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, and I forget what I messaged him, to be honest. I think I asked him if we still wanted to do a pod today. So with that, I'm going to chug a beer as we start this intro song. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the scuttle. Alex Gertz, how we doing? Oh, I can't breathe. What an amazing intro, Ian. You're just, you're a gem. We're here to bring the energy today. How are we doing? Yeah, we're bringing, that is great energy. I'm I'm all excited now. I'm doing really well, man. I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. So, I mean, we might as well just start off with uh, the life update here. Um, Obviously, there's some sad times right now going on. So, uh, how's the quarantine life going for you? Yeah, really sad over here. Um, you know, ju- this just in, Chicago's not fun without food or alcohol. Um, not a lot to do in terms of hiking or outdoors life. So um, feeling the effects of being in a concrete jungle for sure. Yesterday, our lovely uh, mayor closed the Lakeshore Path, which is a very popular place to walk up and down, ride bikes and run. Um, so now you're effectively just inside and you can walk up and down your street which is it's just pretty bleak pretty bleak time to see chicago just so quiet pretty eerie yeah we so our parks are pretty much closed now um just given how outdoorsy seattle is i'm, I'm sure we have that stay at home order or whatever and they say police are gonna ask where you're going but i'm sure there's still people sneaking out to trails but last weekend it was really nice out and apparently the trails here were just packed like absolutely slammed and the governor was pissed. So he's like, all right, we don't tell you to stay at home and close restaurants and bars and everything just for everyone to go out. So like, even I like went down to our park, but I social distanced the best of my ability. But I mean, it was just one of those weird things where like, because parks are the only thing open, that's where everyone went. So this park was the most crowded I've ever seen it, the one by my house. So it's definitely been a little odd. It just just further proves that people are truly sheep. If you tell them they have to stay inside and can't do things, they will flock outside and do things. When it's normal, uh, a normal life, they typically stay inside a little more. So it just proves that people are sheep. Um, yeah, it hasn't been great, man. I mean, I've been trying to get creative with staying busy and trying not to slowly go crazy over here. So I've done a couple of different fun things. What are those fun things? Um, Probably my favorite so far that's been the most entertaining and just a throwback has been um, I bought a Lego set and I actually sent a Snapchat to the group chat today um, of me building it. I bought London 
the the skyline of London with a Ferris wheel and all that fun stuff. So um, I'm not ashamed to say this. It took me three hours to build this Lego set. So it was a really fun throwback. Um, me and all my roommates, we each did a different city around the country or around the world and we're building our Legos. So that's been really fun. Um, and then I've gotten back into uh, animal, the wild world of Animal Crossing. It's really been Dude, I've been so fun. jealous. Jill has been trying to talk me out of buying a Switch just for that game. And I, <laughs> I can't even like... So to contextualize it, she texted her brother, who's a year older than us, and she told him that I was looking to buy a Switch literally just to play Animal Crossing and, and Smash, but mainly Animal Crossing. And he's like, that makes total sense. That game transcended the generation. Like it was just, Absolutely. it's such a simple game, but the thrill of catching a red snapper is just something that like I, I crave. Like I, have you caught one yet? Oh yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, 14 years later, the thrill doesn't go away. It still makes you tingle. The red snappers are just, um, just amazing. It's, I mean, Jill, if you look at the cost benefit of it, you know, if he plays that thing for 200 hours, that pays for itself right there instead of going out to bars and all that good stuff. So I, I don't agree. Know. That's like $2 know. an hour. That's like a dollar an hour. That's nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think Dan can float you some cash too. He's, he's like a small bank these days with all the money he has. Oh man, that's a good idea. I'll, I'll yeah. hit him up. I'll hit him up one of these days when we're playing COD, see if he uh, is open to a charity case. Yeah, but I've been playing, you know, Mario Kart, Animal Crossing, and Smash on my roommate's Switch. I haven't really gotten into Call of Duty. It's just, you know, I don't want to earn all the shit you have to earn and do all the care drops. It's just too much work. You know what's nice about Animal Crossing? You turn it on, and you catch some fish, and then you turn it off. Yeah. And that's just, it's just nice. It's simple. What kind of house so, you got? How, how, uh, how much uh, indebted you to house. Mr. Nook? I got a big house. It's got a mountain bike in it. It's got a fish in it. Um, and it's got a it's got a cool bed in it, so I've been I've been really working hard there. So do you like crossplay that with Tom and and Chris? Um, I have not actually visited their islands, but my Chris and Michael, my brothers, have, and you know they're always. I got peaches for days. If anyone needs peaches, I got those. Um, Tom's a pear guy, of course, because that's Tom, and you know you can just go to people's islands and pillage their village. Really nice. Hmm. I could see Chris like balling out on that game. Yeah, he's having a lot of fun with it. So he's got he's he's got a lot of cool stuff. I heard. I just haven't been there yet. Nice. Well, I if if I get on it, I will let you know. I'm 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 still like I'm just trying to avoid watching anything on it or seeing anything on it. But either sure. way, I guess yeah. on my end, the quarantine life has been kind of the same way. I've been on quarantine, like not full quarantine, but working from home, like not leaving the house much since like the first week of March because it, it first broke out here. So next week is going to be the month anniversary of basically my quarantine. So it's like we are in like full effect here and like it may be another two, maybe three weeks here. Um. <clears throat> of quarantine so just one of these like weird things that still i just now started i got back into working out got back on the train for the first time in two years so nice uh, dude awesome. push-ups i remember them being much easier but uh <laughs> yeah gravity got turned up a little bit since we stopped doing push-ups oh it did so that's what i've been I doing agree. i'm actually i'm wearing them right now i bought some ankle weights so i can walk around the house with ankle weights on it's it's gonna be fun and the last thing your lower half needs is more mass added to it that's unbelievable <laughs> Well, I got some ankle weights on, on my feet right now. Some bright green ankle weights. I'm pretty sure they're chick ankle weights, but I like the green. So, um, 
Jill, I don't know why she still dates me, but I am going to walk around everywhere I go with ankle weights for the next, like, week. No, probably. at least, hey, you got her for another few weeks there locked up, so. I know. It's, it's been pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, I think that's enough Corona talk. Uh, we, I mean, we can talk about it for days. I feel like everyone just talks about it because it's, like, what, it's, it's consuming pretty much everything. I mean, so many people are getting laid off. Uh, Joe, so sorry to hear about everything there. Um, I know of a few other people close to me that have also kind of experienced that. So hopefully this can just be done and over with. Cause like at some point it's kind of like, Oh my God, all this stuff's going on. And at some point it's like, Holy shit. There's like some really like horrible stuff that's about to go down from this. And I mean, obviously the worst part is it could be, you know, people passing, but then even just like the economic or downturn of, of people losing jobs. So that just sucks to see. Um, you know, or people having to lay people, no one wants to do that. So hopefully everyone can just stay quarantined and we can just get through this and, and, and get done with it. And with that comes some podcasting. I mean, I think, I think for me, I'm going to try to do two pods a week here going forward just to kind of get things moving see if we can get some content train moving. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I wanted to say a quick little blurb, thanking anyone who is taking this seriously and being really strict with it. Um, I think it's really important to do. We all have grandparents and also, I have an aunt in northern or in like the middle of California who's who's um, that's impacting her. She's a nurse. And then I also we have like my little nephew, baby William, is someone who's, you know, going to be susceptible to if he gets the coronavirus. It's not it's not a good thing for him. So um, just, you know, continue to be socially isolating and, and continue to be putting an emphasis on that. And hopefully in a few weeks here, we can get back to normal. Yeah. Completely agree. The thing that just freaks me out the most is that it's a like people can be asymptomatic with it. That just freaks me the fuck out. It's like so many people have this thing and they just don't even know it. And you're not going to get tested because you feel fine, but you're still carrying it. And, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's just one of those. It's that's what's making everyone anxious and, and fearful is, you know, it's like the silent like it's the things you can't see that scare you the most. So absolutely. So that's where we're at. And I think to transition, I mean, it's going to be tough. March with no madness. Like, I, I, of all years, this was the year for March Madness for me. I was supposed to go to Vegas. <laughs> I was, you know, UD is going to be a one seed probably, if not a two seed. Like, you know, Obi Toppin and the, and the squad rolling in. I just, I was so excited for this year and to have that taken away kind of really sucked. I mean, obviously, bigger things in place still, but regardless, it sucks that sports are gone. There's nothing to, to watch. Like, I feel like everyone's just, have you, have you watched the Tiger King yet? Um, I'm on episode two. I'm, I'm trying to wait for it until I get to hang out. I haven't hung out with my girlfriend in like two and a half weeks because of all this. So I'm, I'm waiting on to watch it with Maeve. Her and I agreed we're going to watch it together. Um, fun fact, uh, Joe Burrow's new nickname is the Tiger King. Oh, God. He's gone from LSU to Cincinnati. So that's a fun little factoid there. Well, I will just say. The show, it started a little slow for me, like episode one and two. No, no spoilers, please. I, I won't. It just, it picks up. Like, it's just one of those shows that you can't take your eyes off of. It's like you start it, and you're like, ah, this is okay. Episode two, this is okay. Next thing you know, episode three, you're starting to watch a little more, even if you have it in the background. Episode four, five, six, and seven, you're like, holy fuck. And you can't take your eyes off the screen. It's like, it's just, it. it's so interesting. And like, it's... The fact that somebody had a camera <clears throat> following around this guy, Joe Exotic, this whole time, and he, it's just like, and, and it can't be fake because all this shit was real in real life. Like, like yeah. 
it's just you'll you'll see it. It's just it's the craziest shit. So anyone else? In, I'm still burping from that chugged beer. Anyone else who has not watched it, I highly recommend you go and watch it. Yeah, I agree. I I can't wait to watch it. I think that that's it for me. I think my one last happy point on the quarantine uh, portion here is that the week before we quarantined, Jill and I stocked up on all of our marijuana goodies. So oh. we got beers easy to get, but the marijuana store shut down. So, <laughs> so that was, oh, that was fine. always nice. Like, I mean, you've got to have weed and alcohol if you're going to sit inside all day and, and pretty much Absolutely. like your, your weekend is just puzzles and TV. So. Yeah. I also think like people who smoke it are cool and people who don't aren't. So that's just something that I, I mean, that's a fact, right? I'm t- dude, yeah. I'm on the edible train, man. I don't even really like smoking it that Who's much. Who's the coolest anymore. guy you know? Because mine is Connor Spears, and he's been on that train for a long time. Yeah, I mean, he is pretty cool. Uh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we're still looking for our first dub in Call of Duty. It is a grind, Gertz. That's the one thing where you're probably best <laughs> to stay away because truly, like, I want to see Spears' game time. It's probably 20 hours. And it's no slight on him. Like, all my dubs are so fucking lucky. They just all happen to involve Dan. So I don't want his head to get too big. But he does seem to be the secret recipe. Um, Dan, Dan, I'll give him that. Dan has always been a very good um, first-person, third-person shooter. He's not good at anything uh, FIFA, Madden-related. But he's a very good Call of Duty, Fortnite kind of guy. I was so pissed that the game that FIFA wasn't on sale. That's fucking stupid. The the new FIFA comes out in like two months. How is FIFA twenty not like twenty or thirty bucks? But yeah, we'll, we'll disregard that because we could have run through some people. My record, <clears throat> cough cough, is pretty good online. But yeah. uh, you know, some people just don't lose their steps in video games. You know what I mean? Ian, if I put the time in it, I would just literally run circles around you in FIFA. It's really that simple. I'll send you a few clips, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I, I miss those days so much. I, I really do miss the uh, the old days of the like I, what I would give to do one more FIFA draft and just have a weekend where you have nothing to do but stay up till 6 a.m. and play random stupid fucking FIFA games. I would kill for that. Like that that would be such a good time. Um, well, you know how I how I know we're getting old is I would much prefer to go to bed at a reasonable hour and wake up early and play FIFA. Dude, but I'm on I, that same train. I I I am an early riser. That is a that is definitely a good time for me. Like, go get a big coffee and like that's the best way to do it. And if anything, I'll start uh-huh. drinking in the morning. I'd rather you're. I'm on the same boat. Joe and I stayed up yeah. till five a.m. on I think it was last Friday night, and like that throws me off for four days. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel the same until Wednesday. Like old, just old. That's what I. Think. I agree. All right. Well, let's talk some football. It's been 15 minutes. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Uh, that's just yeah, um, guys. That was partly just an Ian Imhoff and Alex Kurtz catch up session. So sorry about that. Ah, uh, no, it's all good. I'm sure everyone else. We need some talk besides football, but what else that's are you what we're do? here for. Not, like sit in your room and not listen to a podcast. Just enjoy it. I know exactly. Sit back and relax. Maybe chug a beer with me next time. How about that? How about here's what I'll do. <laughs> about 15 minutes from now. I'm going to chug another beer and I'll cue it. So if anyone wants to chug one with me while you're listening to the pod, even though that sounds stupid, if you do it, post it in the league and uh, that'd be fucking hilarious. So That doesn't sound stupid. That's, that's good content. That's yeah, fun. we'll do that one in 15 minutes. We'll catch up. Uh, I'll burp out the last few burps and then we'll keep going. Um, <laughs> all right. So here we go. Uh, I guess NFL talk. I mean, Alec dropped a pod 
um, with with Fez, I believe. Um, but but still, I think there's you know a lot of there's so much going on in the real real NFL. I think the focus on this pod is going to be just the actual NFL. I am so excited for next year. But before we get into next year, what are your thoughts on last year's season? How do how do you like how the Super Bowl went? Oh, the Super Bowl. There's something I haven't thought about in a little bit. Um, the Super Bowl was really, really fun. It was a lot better than last year's. The Patriots and Rams won. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. It was, it was the classic, um, classic team versus superstar. I think with the way that Shanahan had his team rolling on all cylinders, and then uh, just the sheer power of Mahomes. And it was really fun to watch the Niners be up. I think they're up by ten with like eight minutes left. Yep. And no one thought it was over. And then Mahomes does what Mahomes does. And he's kind of cementing how impactful and how important he's going to be for the next 10 to 15 years. So um, I was really happy he won. I was really happy the Chiefs won. Andy Reid, you got to love, I know you love him, Ian, but you got to love Andy Reid. He just does it the right way. He's gotten a bad rap for a long time. And Mahomes, you can maybe he's a little cocky, but if you're the best at what you do when it's already the one percent who can do it, you're allowed to be cocky. And he is just an incredible, incredible talent to watch play football. So I'm really happy the Chiefs won, and I'm really happy it was just an entertaining game all the way throughout. It was good. It was just good football to watch. I thought it was a great game. I echo those. The the one person I compare Mahomes to, if he stays this elite for for another seven years, and I hope he doesn't go down this road, but it would be Steph Curry. Like, I think he's starting out really likable, and I think he's about to start that decline of like, all right, dude, you kind of seem like a douche. Because I, I honestly, I just started watching the NBA like two years ago. Steph Curry is a fucking douchebag. Like, oh, I, I oh, like I, I can't I, believe I can't believe I'm defending. I can't believe I'm defending Steph Curry. Do in not. A public manner right now. Ian, he, Ian, he has, he, you can't compare Mahomes and Curry at all. I just don't think you can do that whatsoever. I just disagree with that. What, what do you, I, I feel like Steph Curry started out as that underdog guy. Like same with uh, Mahomes. Like he was, wasn't he a second round pick Texas tech? Like just kind of like under the radar. No, just Curry, like, Curry went to Davidson. He was like a middle. No, 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 like no, no. Mahomes, Texas tech, wasn't he? Mahomes. Yeah, but he was a first-round pick. He oh, was a first-round pick. Oh, okay. Well, either way, I know I just, Curry. I saw Curry's last game. Curry's last game for Davidson. I saw it in person. Uh, but And he was the lovable guy. I just think, like, a lot of people started hating Steph Curry. And, like, I hope Mahomes does. Because like, he's so cocky how Steph started throwing up all the shit and the threes and the, like, the, his symbols, not the actual, like, shot of the three. But right. I don't know. I just, I, I hope it doesn't go that way. But either way, I completely agree with the Andy Reid take. Like, I'm so glad he got his ring. But I will say I had the Niners at plus 10.5 on an alternate spread. <laughs> and I thought I was, and, and I had them at plus 1.5. I thought it was the gold mock. I thought I was about to be a rich man. Oh, I didn't know you gambled on sports, and I had no idea. I um, rarely do. Yeah, I but I think that's part of the reason I enjoyed the game. I stayed away from all bets on the Super Bowl and I was just able to enjoy it as a football fan. I think I'm going to do that next year because like it was a great comeback and all I could think about was goddamn fuck Patrick Mahomes but I really like well I'll be at I'll be at the Super Bowl next year because it'll be it'll be the Joe Burrow led Bengals playing whoever represents the NFC which will be really cool. Where is the uh, Super Bowl next year do you know? Tampa. Interesting. So Brady, yeah, Tom Brady. Is, is, yeah, is, uh, I only know that because everyone's like, "Oh, Brady's in Tampa. He's going to play in the Super Bowl at home." It's never happened. Yeah, it, it, there's never been a team that's hosted their own Super Bowl. But 
Uh, I mean, that, that'd be great. I mean, I think we can transition to, to kind of the, the, uh, the Bengals in general. What, what are your takes? They've been spending a lot of money. Um, Joe Burrow, if he doesn't go there, something went horribly wrong. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for asking, giving me the, the time to talk about this. I'll start. Do you want me to start with Burrow or the free agencies? Cause that's, those are two different things. Yeah. I'd rather start with, with the free agencies, like what the team did without Burrow, like yeah. where, where they are now. And then let's go to the future talk. So, so everyone knows the bang, obviously you're the first overall pick. You won two games. You're a bad football team. Um, we beat the Browns in week 17, which was fun, but we're, we're a bad football team. The defense was historically really bad. So we have spent, I saw that actually today, we have spent in guaranteed money this year alone, so 2020, the three agents we signed, more money than we have in the combined last three years in free agency. And the Bengals are notorious for being a team that does not spend money. The old man, Mike Brown, the joke is that he's in quarantine and we're just spending his money. He doesn't know it. But um, he doesn't like he doesn't ever want to spend money. So we've spent more money this year than the last three years combined on guaranteed money. And it's all been every single acquisition has been defense. We got a big old run stopper in the middle from Houston. We got a kid. We got a guy from the Ravens, an inside linebacker, and then we got two corners from Minnesota. And then we signed the Saints safety, Bond Bell, who's a Buckeye. Go Buckeyes. Um, and I'm really excited about it. I don't know. I'm not my, – my NFL knowledge isn't deep enough to say, like, oh, these guys are good signings because of A, B, and C. It just makes me happy because the Bengals are trying to get better. Whether it works or not, it's TBD, of course, but – at least they're taking steps to address a big problem on their team and trying to be showing like, we're serious about winning. We're going to try and at least compete as Burrow comes in. So it's just refreshing as a, as a tortured fan base to see our team in March and April actually take steps to become better in September and October. Yeah. I think I'm seeing that they spent around a hundred million on DJ reader redder. Is that the, the line reader? He's the big defensive tackle. From yeah, Houston. and then Trey Waynes is the cornerback, right? Yep, from Minnesota. We gave him, I think, like four years at 54. It was three years, Those are the big signings. Three-year, 42. DJ Reader, four-year, 53. And Mackenzie Alexander, one-year, four million. That's that's $100 million right there. Uh, when's the last time the Bengals made a, a big signing, really? Like you mentioned, I'm actually kind of curious. Like, when did, like, Andrew Whitworth go to the Bengals? What, like... Like truly, okay. like I can't yeah. think of the last time the Bengals like made even a semi splash, like even a little yeah. ripple in the free agency market. When was it? Like, um, it was two years ago. We traded our, we traded back in the draft and got Cordy Glenn out of Buffalo, who's a left tackle who he released this offseason. But he was, he was a, a two time Pro Bowler, and we drafted, we we fell back in the draft and traded first round picks of Buffalo by like seven picks. That was the last time, like we were. In that the is not even. The, I don't even classify that as a ripple, though. Like, like you know what? Like, like to me, a Trey Wayne signing. That's like a ripple. That's like you know, you, hey, good signing. But you see, like we'll talk through some more. But there's there's thirty at least thirty million dollar deals that went down this summer. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's that's normal. Like the Bengals never did that shit. It just didn't. Yeah, happen. we don't. We we don't do that. We don't. We don't do that. But it's. It's um it's been encouraging, man, and I'm excited to and we'll go ahead and transition to Joe Burrow. I'm excited to first off, any speculation, anyone that believes that Bengals, if they pick number one overall, I'm not saying it's like if someone offers a bunch of picks, maybe maybe there's a trade, but 
if the Bengals select 101, it is Joe Burrow. It's no one else. So we're going to be picking him if we select 101. And we have Jonah Williams from Alabama that we picked last year. He missed the whole season. And then we just signed a, we signed a guard from the Cowboys. So they're trying to figure out the O-line, which is still a mess. But something Joe Burrow does well, I know, is against college defenses, but it's still a good team and teams in the SEC. He can move around and make plays out of nothing, and he threw for 60-6-0 touchdowns. So I'm just – I'm really excited. He's going to he's gonna sell tickets. I'm going to buy a jersey, and I'm just going to sit there glued to the TV watching Joe Burrow play for my Bengals. I'm really excited. I, yeah, I am the biggest Joe Burrow fan out there. Because um, you're a smart man. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just an OU homer. Um, you know, I, I hope that he does really well in the Bengals. Um, honestly, I was a, I'm, a, I'm still kind of like a Browns fan, but if, if Joe Burrow goes to the Bengals, my new AFC team is the Bengals. It's not even close. Um, wow. No, wow. 100%. Yeah, and I've actually always hated the Bengals. I truly never really liked them, but if Joe Burrow, wherever Joe, like, it's like the LeBron James effect for me right now. Like, wherever Joe Burrow goes, like, I'm a big supporter, and it's, it's nothing like LeBron James-esque. I'm not comparing him to LeBron James. Just the idea of how like sure. a lot of people follow players. Like I just have liked Joe Burrow since he was on OSU. I hoped he would have started at OSU. Like I just right. I want him to do well, and I want him to continuously he support him since he was 18. Appalachia. I mean, if he really pops off and gets a big contract, he's going to give a lot of money back to the Appalachian community, and I'm all about that. So I personally Absolutely. saw like – how bad it can get down there. Like some of the townies and just some, and you know, I don't, I was on the college campus, like still living the life, but um, some of the OU students too need help. Oh, for sure. I mean the community though, of all places, it's the poorest County in Ohio. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a different world down there. Um, so I hope he can continue to give back. And if that's through the Bengals, let's, let's make it happen. So cool. that I signing like is him. exciting. I mean, if, if it happens, I, I don't know. I, I'm pumped for the Bengals as well. I And what I'm actually the most pumped for um, is AFC North games in general. Holy shit, is the AFC North going to be good next year? Like, the Browns are still, like ESPN, the Browns winning the offseason once again. Like, they've made some serious fucking moves. David Njoku oh, oh, sucks please. balls. Sing me, sing me a different song, Ian. Dude. I don't want to hear about the Browns. No, I'm just saying that again there. I think they bolstered their line with two good acquisitions on the line and they got rid of, dude, David Njoku was such a fucking bum. He would always get open. He was such an athlete. He had so many dropped passes and picking up Austin Hooper, who knows? That could have just been a Falcons effect, but getting rid like, at least sending David Njoku hopefully to the back burner. I don't know if they released him or if he's still in squad. I assume he's still in squad, but I don't know. I think the Browns are going to be really good. I just, Ian, I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. With the Browns, they traded for Odell last year and everyone's like this team. The Browns had like, if you go look at historical odds in the Super Bowl last year, 10 to one, like so fifth. laughable. They were fifth. So I just, I really don't want to hear it. I, I, if we're talking NFC North, you know who I want to talk about. If it's not Vegas. It's my favorite athlete in the in football right now. His name's Lamar Jackson, and we have a special connection. I love him. So what what do we like? What what's going through your head in a Ravens Bengals game? Is it down with Lamar? Like, where are you at there? Uh, I mean, I will always I will always put my real football needs. Actually, that's not true because when the Bengals were tanking last year, I would have rooted for fifty five points from Lamar over a Bengals win. I you know that's just how my season was going, but. Um, 
no, I'll still next year. I'll I will be rooting for the Bengals against Lamar, but Lamar will be on my fantasy team if I have to draft him or if I have to trade for him. He will be on the Gersey Gerses. Is that a promise? That's a promise. Wow. Well, that's interesting because I yeah. So I mean, I'll ask that question a little later, but I don't know my my division to watch this year. Um, it's, it's also the, I honestly, I don't know why I'm blanking, but, um, the Pats division, what the fuck is going on AFC there? East. AFC East, the bills getting Stefan Diggs. I, I want to talk about that just a little bit because I think Stefan Diggs is, is such a big playmaker. I think he went almost under notice from what he might do on another team. Like, I think the Vikings are going to realize how much space he freed up for Adam Thielen. Kind of like the not as big, but Antonio Brown effect. Not as big. Sure. No, I understand. He has such a playmaking ability, such a pop off ability that, first of all, if fucking Josh Allen overthrows Stefan Diggs, he's got to go. Like, Josh Allen overthrows (laughs) everyone. But. Man, did I want Stefan Diggs to go to the Eagles so fucking bad. So bad. Like, I, I don't know. I I think he, I mean, the the Bills gave up four picks for him. I didn't see what they were, but four picks is four picks. You don't see that very often. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess Pro Bowl receivers are pretty much free this offseason with what we saw for DeAndre Hopkins and then Stefan Diggs. Dude, the, what is Bill O'Brien? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, but to finish the Stefan Diggs thought, like the – if Josh Allen can be competent, the Bills' offense should be really fun next year. With the, I forget the kid that was a rookie last year in the backfield. Sam Singletary. Singletary. If yep. he can stay healthy. Yeah, he's fun. And then they have um, John Brown, who can just burn it. Stephon Diggs, who can burn it. And then a sneaky little Beasley under the middle. You know, that's that's a fun team. I, I they're, would, a good, they're a well-coached team. And, and their defense is insane. They had one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, so... Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. I think I think it's frustrating to watch these players get traded for peanuts like the DeAndre Hopkins trade. If you're a GM making that, you're fired. And Bill O'Brien's the GM and the head coach, and it's just it's inexcusable. What the what like? Did they just not want to sign his contract? Like his next contract? What is the thought there? There's allegedly bad blood between Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins. Allegedly, dude, Deshaun Watkins um, must be just fucking. I'm sure he's not happy, but to take on and they replaced him, dude. They replaced him with uh <laughs> with Golden Tate. Like what? They signed Golden Tate to a fat deal, like way fatter than what he's worth. Yeah, it's just it's just strange, man. It's it's just to take on a beat up running back that's the third highest paid running back in the league, and David Johnson, and then. Get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, which whatever list you're making, he's in the top three of receivers. Doesn't matter whose list you look at. There's probably him and there's Julio Jones, and then you can argue about the rest of them. But um, it's just it's just absolutely crazy. And it, the Arizona team will be fun to watch too. They're young and they're figuring it out. Um, Chase Edmonds, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. Yes. Um, Larry Fitz just signed kid, another what's deal. the kid on the outside? The young – he was a rookie this – or – He's younger. I, I forget, but they'll they'll be fun too. They run a lot of plays and they like to go fast pace. Oh, um, um, sorry. Say the Arizona receivers again. I uh, I don't know DeAndre Hopkins and there's Andy Isabella. But no, there's, he there's a, Chase something or I don't know. know. 
Um, but they, they also, so it was uh, not Golden Tate. They replaced him with Randall Cobb on a three-year, $27 million deal. That, oh, Christian, uh, Christian Kirk. Wait, he's a, no, no, no. Yeah, Christian Kirk's right. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, the guy yeah, that's right. okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitz. Yeah. I'll take that all day. It, yeah, so and your Bruce Arians? Or no, oh my God, he's on the, uh. On the Bucks, Who, who's the? I'm I'm all over the place. I think that's time, real Slow quick, Gertz. Um, to everyone, we're gonna give you about a 20 second heads up here. Grab a beer, um, if you would like to chug one with me. Uh, that's where we're gonna be here in about 10 seconds. But um, I don't know, man. I I think the whole DeAndre Hopkins thing was kind of crazy, but it, I don't know. Like started this ripple effect that shit just started going down after that. All right, here we go. Cheers. <laughs> oh, all right. Wow, are you throwing those on the ground? I heard, a, uh, I heard audible of Kirk. Oh, my God. Oh, I just cracked. I, like, crushed it. That's amazing. <sighs> I wish I could chug beer with you. I don't. The only beer I have in this house is Guinness, so I've been sticking on it. Yeah, that's not bad. I got some Coors Lights. Um, the nice. microphone's currently standing on an empty case Coors Lights. That's how we get it done here. But, I mean, I think we have a perfect segue into kind of jumping into all these trades that are going down and all of the all the signings, really. Um, the two big trades were D-Hop for David Johnson. Like, I, I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around that. In the second round pick. Um, Stefan Diggs. AJ Boye um, to the Broncos from the Jags. He was legit last year. Um, yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player. The Jags just—they don't really care about winning football games. I don't think anymore. Ever since like the Blake Bortles in the playoff thing, it just like something went sour. They were one bullshit Steelers play away from being in the AFC title game um, in 2017. I thought they were in the AFC title game, and and that was to go to the Super Bowl. Play away from being in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, which is just crazy to think about. Now Blake Bortles is a backup somewhere. Yeah. Then the other one was uh, Hayden Hurst to the Falcons. Interesting move. Um, Pretty much just solidifying like the Mark Andrews way, but I kind of liked the Ravens two tight end set that they would run. I don't know. I what, what? Any thoughts on that? Um, no, Hayden, Hayden Hurst doesn't do anything for me. He bored me. Um, I watched an, just an absurd amount of Ravens football last year and just Hayden Hurst is just kind of around. I really like Mark Andrews and then Hollywood Brown's fun, but, um, it's just interesting that he went to, you said he went to Atlanta, right? Yep. Cause the, like That's it was a tight end like slot. Atlanta didn't want to pay. They exactly. didn't want to pay Hooper. They let him go. So they feel like Hayden Hurst can do what Hooper did to a similar extent, I guess. So, Which is my thought. Like, he's, just, like the, Hooper might be a system system tight end. Yeah. No, it's just going to be – I mean, there's been a lot of movement. The NFL is always interesting because there's always – I always perceive value higher, I guess, than other people. Like, DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion, is, like, untouchable. And you just trade him for a beat-up running back in the second-round pick. How many second round picks can are are good even? You know, it's just a coin flip. So it's just really crazy. It's about people don't want to spend money. They want to have these rookie deals 
are so advantageous for teams to make deep runs. Like you look at the blueprint for what the Chiefs have done with Mahomes the last two years on his rookie deal. Um, Russell Wilson in Seattle when they were making their runs. Yes, the Seahawks had good defenses, but they want these teams. They want to have rookie contracts, rookie quarterback contracts and make deep runs. So that's what the Texans are trying to do. They're trading all their picks when, when Watson's on a rookie deal and they're trying to win now and it's just going horribly. It's just not going well. I mean, yeah, the, Houston was one of those teams that was kind of fun to watch last year, and Will Fuller is never healthy. Um, I just, I, I don't see great things coming their way either, but one of the over, so I, I went through every single um, free agency signing and summarized them, so we're looking at them, and when I was just typing these, there's there's about five good, crazy quarterback deals to talk about, but the major takeaway for me was a ton of defensive movement. And maybe I just didn't notice all of this happening every year. But there is, I put all the defensive players like on the bottom pretty much. But holy shit, there are so many defensive signings this year. Um, but I think the Eagles, the Eagles made a sneaky, a sneaky, amazing trade for Darius. Darius Slay. Slay. Oh, yeah. Detroit. Yep. They filled a huge hole. Yeah, because well, Malcolm, Malcolm, uh, that was like under the radar last year. So when the, when they were going into the playoffs, Malcolm Jenkins was like, you know, I'm here for the team, but I'm like, I am just letting you know, like, I'm not going to hold out, but I'm like right now, or it was just a really sketchy, it was actually going into the year. And, and it was even got brought up during the playoffs. Basically Malcolm Jenkins, everyone knew he was on his way out. But mad respect to him. He had he was such a class act the whole way. Um, kind of basically saying, like, listen, I get the feeling you guys aren't willing to pay me, so I'm just letting you know I'm here for the squad, but I'm out next year if you're not paying me. And he went and got four years for $32 million from the Saints, which at 33 years old is – I don't know what they were thinking, but at the end of the day, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the Eagles did a lot to kind of bolster, bolster their defense as well. They made a few other good signings on defense as well, so – I don't need to go into those, but I was really happy with what the Eagles have done so far. They just need to get a wide receiver or like three to help out um, Carson Wentz. I agree. What do you think about the quarterback signings? Um, I think we talked about Timmy Brady a little bit. I don't. I, that's been dissected so many times. I wanted to talk about Dak and Tannehill. Those are a little more fun and interesting, in my opinion. Um, Actually, really, actually, no, just Tannehill. Tannehill and then maybe, like, Bridgewater slash Cam. Um, Tannehill getting, I believe it was 62 guaranteed over 64, four years. 64, yeah. For half a year of good football, like, pretty damn good football in Tennessee. It just goes to show you win a couple of playoff games, especially on the road in Foxborough, you're going you're gonna to get um, compensated for it. Um, but I don't really – he's better than Mariota, but that's like saying you – Dated, you dated a horrible, horrible girl, and now the next girl you dated is just not mean to you. Like, it just doesn't make sense to throw that much money at Tannehill. Is he that much of an upgrade compared to what you had? I think he is. Um, previously. I, I, I think we know who Tannehill is, though, don't we? I we oddly have always, Miami. I have always liked Tannehill. I, I think he is a much better. Miami is where dreams go to die. Let's just get that on the table. Like, there is not a single player that looks good on Miami. Look at what Kenyon Drake did for the Cardinal. Like, 
It, it list after list after list. When you're on the Dolphins, you suck ass statistically. It's just like you're you're not gonna look good. So I don't know, man. I I Alec can bring up this conversation. I thought it was gonna happen earlier. Don't say that name. Which is Bad why name. I drafted Corey Davis. But I said that after four games, I think that they're gonna bench Mariota. He sucked. I watched him a lot two years ago. He was so bad, so bad. He was like. He looked gun shy. He looked like he would just, he would basically do a three-step drop, check or look at one receiver and run. So it just like yeah. was not a good look. And Tannehill is slinging it. And they they franchise tag Derrick Henry, which will be in- interesting the next year. But, you know, that combo could be lethal. Like, t- like th- Tennessee did not need a running quarterback. They have Derrick Henry, which after these past two years has pretty much solidified himself as a top three running back. So why do you oh. need a running quarterback? I don't know about that. Why do you need a running quarterback, though, in Tennessee with that system? You need someone who can do a five-step drop and fucking sling it. You know, like to A.J. Brown. You you don't need a Marcus Mariota. And I, I don't know. I think he just fits their system perfectly. And I, I'd be very interested. I mean, Corey Davis is still way younger than people think. With A.J. Brown on the outside, too, they could be yeah, really maybe, dangerous next year. That, uh... Vrabel's a great coach. The money, the money jumps out at you, but maybe when we see quarterbacks like the Deshaun Watsons, the Dax, and the Mahomes of the world get their deals, it won't feel all that outlandish anymore. Right now, it feels like a lot of money, though. Four years at 118 with 64 guaranteed. That feels like a lot, but like I said, maybe these newer quarterbacks are going to get their money um, and kind of set the market that way. So, and I just, I wanted to plug, I wanted to plug. I'm really – I feel horrible for the way the Panthers treated Cam Newton. They pretty much called him a, a pile of garbage. They wouldn't really allow him – they wouldn't re-sign him. And then they said he was available for trade but did not trade him for anything. Free agency passed. Everyone got their guys. And then they just cut him. And it's – he won them an MVP and took them to a Super Bowl. And, like, it really sucks to see. I feel bad for him. And that was one of the greatest seasons that I've seen in, in this, like, decade. They were undefeated. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't just like it wasn't just going to the Super Bowl. It was trying to complete the perfect season, wasn't it? No, they were fifteen and one. Oh, they did they lose like their last game or something? I don't know. I, I don't remember when they lost, but it wasn't like a fifteen and zero going into week seventeen. But that was that. still <laughs> like I remember watching that team, thinking like this yeah. is one of the funnest teams to watch. They were like, and sometimes there's a fancy podcast. I remember that year, week one or two, because I'm a my mind is an iron trap, all of you fancy owners. Dan slash Bennett did a Peyton Manning for Cam Newton trade almost straight up that year. And then Cam Newton ran away with the MVP and, and rushed and threw all these touchdowns. I forget who ended up on the better side of that deal, but it was Dan and Bennett trading Peyton Manning and Cam Newton. That's hilarious. I mean, I guess you can never really tell, but I, I echo those comments as well. Like, it just sucks. I mean, bad. Cam came out. Bad. Like, those are two middling fancy owners. So it's just like, they just, you know, they're interchangeable. <laughs> yeah, Cam came out and said, listen, like, he said it in all those weird fonts. I don't understand what that is, but like his Instagram or something. Like, I, <laughs> I saw, saw it on the Bleacher meme. Report. I saw a funny meme. It was Bill Belichick calling Cam, asking him to explain what his tweets and his Instagram posts mean because he can't <laughs> read the font. <laughs> <laughs> But it basically was just like, fuck you. Like, you're telling me I'm available for trade. You haven't talked to me. You haven't said anything. It's just like, 
Yeah, it kind of sucks. And I'm, but on the flip side, I'm so happy for Teddy Bridgewater. Like, what a comeback story. You know, I agree. <clears throat> back up for the Saints, going 6-0, and getting hurt for the – what, he tears ACL or whatever? I don't know the technical terms, but he pretty much almost had his leg amputated or something like an Alex Smith type of an injury where he almost lost his leg or his knee or something insane. It wasn't just an ACL, MCL tear. Yeah. The other, so the other two quarterbacks here that I want to just briefly touch on. Kirk Cousins, two years, $66 million. What? Love it. Skull. Skull, baby. I love it. Ah. Go Vikes. Okay, yeah, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money for Kirk Cousins. Uh, and then Phillip Rivers, it. one year, $25 million. The Colts, they the Colts are backing off of Jacoby Brissett. Like, what? what? That, dude, the Phillip Rivers with an offensive line, well, it'll be the first time we've watched Phillip Rivers be protected in, like, eight years. Honestly, it'll that's very true. That's very I'm true. I'm really excited to watch it because if the Colts are pretty much saying – he is still an, a great quarterback if protected, and we have the line to do it. So I'm really interested to see how that works out. I think that's going to be a – I think that's a great fit. Those are – that's a good team, the Colts. Before Brissette got hurt the last half of the year, they're a pretty damn good team. They got a lot of young talent. And they got a lot of cap room, so why not? Yeah, I mean, that that's a really good point. The, the other it's one... hard to hate on the Colts. They're like a small market team. Jim Irsay is kind of an asshole owner. He's got his problems, but – the team's always likable, and the coach is, the coach is great. Uh, Frank Wright is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always found myself rooting for the Colts, but it's also because I had Marlon Mack. So we'll see how next year it goes. And then the other one was uh, Andrew Whitworth. Signed the Rams. <laughs> Three years. $30 million. How old is he? He's he 38. He old when he left the Bengals. Yeah. He's 38. <laughs> He's going to be making $10 million in the NFL at 41 years old. I, for the amount of beating that these players take, that is truly impressive. You have all these players coming out saying, like, I can barely walk, and they're, like, 40. Yeah. And he's still yeah. playing when he's 40. Yeah. Like, this I is... I got out of bed this morning, and I'm 26. Like, what? You're, yeah, I, I found that. Um, and I don't know. Dude, you know I have a soft spot for Whitworth. He was an incredible player when we let him go, and he was also old when we let him go. He was 35. So I I love Whitworth. He's a class act. He he is just a a, a professional in the truest sense of the word. So, um, but yeah, thirty eight giving a thir- giving a thirty eight year old thirty million. I'm I'm curious to see what is there. Can't be a ton of guaranteed money in there. Yeah, they can probably. I I'd be shocked if they couldn't cut him for next to nothing. That's yeah. I'm I'm assuming that's what it is. And the other team I really wanted to hit on to get your thoughts. Um, so please elaborate here. So the Falcons, I think, are such an interesting team. I mean, going into last year, they had so much promise, and they shit the bed so bad. It Like, every week was just – I think they played the Saints because I bet on them plus 425 money line and hit it, thank God. But I'm other than that, they shit the bed on every single game. And they made some changes. Devonta Freeman, gone. Todd Gurley's coming in on a one-year, $6 million deal. Dante Fowler, who came from, I forget where he came from, honestly, but I just have a note here that he's been arrested twice in he the past year. And he was fined nine. Before that. He was fined 900 k by his team because he would just never show up to their meetings and he was always getting arrested. So they're just like, 
They got rid of him, and the Falcons signed him for $50 million, kind of like a Vontez Burfict signing, if you ask me. And then... Easy, 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 easy. And they also... They had one other move, but, I mean, the Falcons are making, like, a lot of moves if you look at, like, the free agency overall, and I think that they're... They're making... Oh, because they got rid of Austin Hooper and brought in Hayden Hurst, so... I'm very curious to see, you know, Matt Ryan's clock is only getting shorter. So I'm curious where, where the Falcons are going to be going next year. Yeah. I mean, they're always an interesting team because they have, they just have the offensive star power. They, they've always had Matt Ryan. They've had Julio and they've had. Dude, Calvin Ridley. Devontae Freeman's a little washed up, but like they've always had the offensive star power, but their defense has always been a liability. They have the the kid in the middle, the middle linebacker, Deion Jones, I believe. He's like a like kind of like a Roquan Smith type guy, very, very athletic, can move around, but he can't stay healthy and he kinda of anchors that defense and hasn't been healthy in a while. And then they just let their um their defensive end go. I forget I forget what he was. They drafted him like seventh or eighth overall a few years ago. They let him walk. He signed somewhere. But um I, I don't I really love watching the Falcons play because they're just explosive. They're fun, but I don't think they're going to make much noise really next year. I just, yeah, I know. I, I agree. I mean, it's still are, a tough division. A couple of years. It's a tough division, you know? Yeah, it is. The Panthers will be a team to watch next year. I mean, I'm very curious to see how Teddy Bridgewater and Christian McCaffrey, I think, I think the Panthers, like, Cam Newton's had health problems for not just this year. Like, I'm sure he's, I mean, dude, the way he played was just, it was unreal to watch, but you know it's not sustainable, that type of thing. Um, right. And I, just, I'm curious how Teddy Bridgewater is going to kind of interact with with McCaffrey. I mean, you know, they could be a very dynamic duo, and they have impressive receivers on the outside in terms of speed. Um, and I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be fun. I don't watch a lot of Panthers football, so uh, I'm sure Chris can. We can we can check back in with him, given his yeah. Uh, he he has a shrine in his house dedicated to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, are there any other signings? I know we've been talking about him for like 20 minutes now, but I think other than that, the other the last one I had that was big time. Well, Clay Matthews got cut, but the other one was um. Uh, actually, two, 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 sorry. So th- this is what I call my ride into the sunset deal. Um, Kyle Vanoy signed for four years, $51 million with the Dolphins. Like, we don't yeah, have to talk yeah. about that, but that's just like, he's going to Miami. He's going to fucking, like, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, he should get Bill Belichick half of that money and say thank you. Like, <laughs> that's how we got that money. I mean, but the Dolphins signed Byron Jones for $82 million, five-year deal. What the, like, holy shit. Um, but the last one really I want to talk about is, uh, the whole Eckler, Melvin Gordon deal. So Eckler signed a four year, $24 million deal and they let Melvin Gordon walk. So As they should. Melvin Gordon went As to the Broncos should. on like a $13 million deal or something like that. Melvin Gordon, two years, 16 to 13 guaranteed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Melvin Gordon really looks a little silly right now because they are offering him. I was, I was stalking Melvin Gordon's Twitter since I drafted him in August. Like I was a creepy, weird person and everything I read about Melvin Gordon, it was four years at 10 and a half a year with, with about 22 guaranteed. And now he's got two years at 16 and 13 guaranteed. So 
he bet on himself and it did not go well. The Chargers should have, and they did reward Eckler. He's much cheaper. He was much more effective and efficient. Um, and he's just a better team guy. I think I think it'll be interesting to see how Melvin works out over there in Denver. But Eckler's gonna be an absolute an absolute beast in San Diego next year. I know they don't have Rivers, but he is he's a beast. What he did last year is insane. Watch like when I watched Red Zone, he came on the screen like solo as a hype, like watch what Eckler just did every Sunday at least three times. Like he just has that like uh I don't want to, this is a gross exaggeration, but Deion Sanders, just this, like, not the same, but like, you can't tackle him. You you just like, he is, he's on the level of Christian McCaffrey in my mind, in terms of you just can't fucking tackle him. And he just is so elusive. It's so much fun. Like it's, it's, it captures your eye. It's like one of those things that you can't, like if I found myself watching Chargers games just to see what Eckler was doing. Yeah, he was, he was fun to watch. He was fun to watch, and um, you know he's going to be a he's going to be a hell of a player last year. And it just goes to show how bad Ian Kyle's team was last year. He had Eckler, and still barely made the playoffs. So that's just another example of him not being a good owner. It's just crazy. Yikes. Um. Well, with that, shout out Ian Kyle. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to transition into a who said that. Um, I think we should just hop into a segment. I think we've been talking a lot about the NFL, and then we can talk about some fantasy football. Um, but what do you think about playing some Who Said That? I love it. All right, I have three for you. We'll see how you do here. Number one, this is the reason Bill is incompetent. Who said that? <laughs> oh, I don't remember, so I'm going off of... Um... Diction plus verbiage, and diction means the choice of words, you guys. So incompetent feels like a Dan Flusher word or a Fez word. They both like it. Um, uh, Alec might like it, too. This is the reason Dan is incompetent. Really, anyone could say it, and that sentence makes sense. It kind of rolls off your tongue. This is the reason. It was Dan's incompetent, right? This is the reason Bill is incompetent. Oh, Bill, Bill. Sorry. Um, that's Dan. I think Dan said that about Bill. I just Dan loves that. Dan that just has a Dan delivery to it to me. So I'm gonna lock in Dan. Check do you have your phone on you? Um, I do, yeah. I just sent you a text of the screenshot because you need it with context. So for the league, uh, for the listeners. Oh, so so this group me it is bill's girlfriend and alec just says this is the reason bill is incompetent and then gertz follows after with alec we need a follow-up because it sounded really shitty from alec's perspective like what the fuck you you said us you take us first of all you take a selfie with his girlfriend like acting like you're all cool you're smiling and then you backstab her by saying Hey, this chick's the reason Bill is so incompetent. Like, what the fuck, Alec? And then he just goes, sorry, dude, blacked out, totally fucked up that. Like, what? Um, is that Bill's girlfriend? That's fun. Yeah, well, that's like, that's why I was like, holy shit, dude. That was a savage. In that message, 
just to make Alec look a little worse, that message wasn't even that late. It was at 10. No, no, oh. uh, West Coast, West, oh, Coast. West Coast. Yeah, that's a 2 a.m. Oh, yeah, bar one. text right there. Yeah, that's a 2 a.m. text. You're right, you're right. <laughs> so I was like, when I was scrolling through, I had to call that one out because Alec, that made you look fucking real rough. Um, <laughs> just, just, I'm sure you woke up and said, why the fuck did I do that? Um, yeah. Hey, uh, there are worse things. I've woken up to far worse things on my phone. So yeah, uh, you're hey. all right. We're, we've all been there. Um, yeah. All right. Number two. Joe is single-handedly making my Uber rating plummet. Oh, Ian, you cut out there. I didn't hear that. Oops, sorry. Can you hear me? Yep. Joe is single-handedly making my Uber rating plummet. Oh, God. Just based on geography, it feels like it's my brother because they live down there and they're like one of the five people that live in that whole state down there. But it could be Spears too because they hang out and do the they do the Ohio stuff. Um, I'm gonna go with my brother. I'm gonna lock in Chris. That was Connor Spears. Damn it, dude. So Joe Lisher, this was at 1.20 in the morning. <laughs> Spears just goes. So make it, and Joe in the, the the next morning, or no, Joe that night, then at 2 a.m. says, God damn it, I was very nice and polite to that woman, although the distance was formidable. <laughs> so so Joe clearly yeah. trying to back himself up, but that was a Connor Spears. And the last one of who said that, I was robbed. I just blacked out with anger. Oh God, dude, these are hard when you're not, so when you're not living in the group me every day, like I, like when you do in the season, this is tough. I was robbed. I blacked out in anger. Is that what it is? I was robbed one, one message following with, I just blacked out with anger. Um, I don't know, Ian. You're you're a sick puppy, so you like to say the who said that with the person on the phone actually saying it. So I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna try and win the one. Here. I'll, I'll go myself. I said that. We doubled um, down with Connor Spears. God damn it! Dude. So let me let me let me give you some context. So this we were talking about watching the national championship game, the the college football national championship game, and you said LSU did nothing wrong, Spears, and he goes, I was robbed. And then I said, <laughs> I came in with a hammer shot. I said, OSU had to get two first downs on their final drive. OSU lost. Now we watch the finals. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And you Jesus. said, oh, boy. And Spears said, I just blacked out with anger. <laughs> so, oh, so you snipped. You snipped I snipped. Okay. All right, all right. That, that, that's with an asterisk. That's with an asterisk. Wow. You're like, you're like Kim Kardashian saying she didn't edit the videos. Yeah, I'm like the tabloids out here. You know, I'm kind of paraphrasing yeah, people's you, words. you are the reason that news is – is not trusted these days. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, hey, congrats on going 0 for 3. Um, <laughs> you know, that went well. And I guess on the topic of kind of these like segments, um, I don't really have another segment, but this one's for Joe. Um, so I updated our points for analysis um, based on the current, like current standing. So Mid-year last year, we did a points for analysis in the middle of the season to see how everyone did and is doing. Um, in the finals, there was a few things I just wanted to discuss here. So 
Alec Romali was seventh in points four in the regular season to finish first. That is only behind Ian Kyle's eighth in points four finish in 2014. So Alec really did have a truly remarkable season, um, you know, finishing bottom half of the league in points four and somehow finishing first. I think what that really I, I shows, don't, I don't really want to hear any more about him. Um, a bunch of trade rape was going on. Um, you know, he pillaged some villages. Um, and, and that's really why, right? Team was struggling in the beginning and what happened? Well, Aaron Jones happened, but also turning things around. Um, and I think, you know, with that, we'll hop into our points for real quick. So, uh, Gertz, are you curious where you place on points four in the in the history of our league? So this is from 2013 to 2019. Where do you think you finish? Um, the last time this happened, you guys, someone conveniently left out my best season, which I believe was, like, it was 2013 or 14. I think I'm probably fourth or fifth. So there are two, I have two computations, one that excludes 2013 and one that includes all years because um, Connor Spears has a hissy fit because I think he like won in 2012 or something and then he quit in 2013 and then joined in 2014. So Yeah, he has an asterisk. Yeah, beggars um, can't be choosers what, what, there. What is this number? Does it calculate everything? This is 2013 to 2019. I'm, I, am, I am fourth place. Your third place. It's not better. Yeah, it goes Alec Romali with 8,800. Bill Stevenson with 8,500. So after his 2018 season, 2017, which is pretty good, Romali is still 300 points above everyone um, throughout the past five years. So uh, six years. So, I mean, Alec is here probably now. I, I just, I find it so funny because... When Alec had no, was it no championships going into the playoffs last year? He said he's the best fantasy owner. And that kind of, I hate to say it, has come to fruition. I mean, he is number one in points four. He is one of the only two-time champions. I, I know you hate to hear that and that makes you cringe, but holy shit, what a past two years. Bill Stevenson, number two. Um, he's kind of gone on a downturn. Um, using ESPN's draft order on his draft day bill stevenson looked a little lost this year um then outskirts joe lisher dan slesher coming in at number five rounding out the top five um 8200 there so about 600 points and then um tom hensley the you know playoff consistency there six and then it drops off and it goes bennett andrew so fez and ink and then me um, and then Spears. You're and, dead last. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much in the mud. Uh, Ian, that is so bad. You're it's, so bad. Dude, uh, in college, I didn't play fantasy football. I didn't even pay attention. I didn't even watch football for two years. So I, not an excuse. When I even watched it, I was the worst in the history of fantasy football. So, um, Sounds like an excuse. Yeah, I mean, I just suck at fantasy football. Um, but I love playing it, and it's fun. I, I did much what better the, this year. Ian, what's the point differential between um, myself and Dan, if you don't mind? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, do you really need to know? I mean, you can, but it's not that. It's it's 200 points. So, I mean. That's a lot of, that's a lot of points, if you think about it. Okay. And, and it's even more because we used to play standard. Right. So, like, with if you, you know, adjust that to PPR, it's probably like three 320 or 300. So, hey, but Dan, congrats on the top five finish there. Uh, you're still above Tom, uh, and I'm not. So uh, I just kind of wanted to update that. Uh, I have a few other stats, but we don't need to get into those. I just kind of wanted to uh, 
update everyone on where we are in terms of like overall in our league. I know Bennett does a good job summarizing that. So um, <laughs> that's kind of where I was at. But what do you think? Uh, I think after that, though, I kind of just wanted to transition to a little bit of fancy football talk, Gertz. Give me your thoughts on, you know, this is your time to convince the league with a vote coming up. I know we discussed it. We put some items on the docket. Um, eliminating kickers, eliminating defense, or both? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to eliminate defense. I do think I think there's some tactfulness in that, but I do want to eliminate kickers. Um, I think we a lot of us pour an embarrassing amount of time into this. I'm not embarrassed by it, but some others might say it's an embarrassing amount of time. But um, kickers, no matter how you look at it, are not predictable at all. You cannot predict that a kicker will put up a goose egg or a kicker will put up 18 points. Um, the variance is just absolutely insane compared to any other position. And for the amount of time, effort, and resources we put into this, and I mean resources financially, um, I think that we should just eliminate the position, make a make a um, another flex position with tight end, wide receiver, running back, otherwise known as a super flex, no second quarterback, and it will limit. It'll help further the skill gap between the bottom half and the top half of the league, which will benefit some players obviously and, and hurt others. I just think it makes the people who are good at what they're doing better and the people who are worse at what they're doing worse. Um, I don't like kickers. I just, I don't want them in there. And I think it just makes our league that much more competitive and that much more. um, It just makes it that much more better. So um, I don't like the randomness that comes with the kicker position. I'm with you. I don't know about your solution. I'm curious then I want to pick your brain a little bit. So why do you put tight ends in there? Because looking at last year, people were already scraping the bottom of the barrel for kind of streaming tight ends or, you know, there's really only like seven or eight that were like fantasy relevant, even slightly, really maybe one or two that were flyers, but are, you know, that just, that allows a few people just to, you know, go to just draft the shit out of tight ends. And while it is a risk, are you just saying that you're comfortable with, Right, because there could be two, two or three owners, right, and they both start top ten tight ends, you know, and just kind of clog the market there. Um, I tried yeah, to do I'm that, but it didn't that. work very a well top, in like yeah, three years if ago. If you're going to be an owner that top that schedules that tries and plays, a you draft two high tight ends, or b you try and play two tight ends because they're both top twelve guys. You're just not going to be successful, and I encourage that. Go I ahead disagree. And play a, a, no, I, I go ahead and play a tight end eleven versus someone who's taking a flyer on a on a receiver, a wide receiver three or something. Yeah, but I the idea that, is that you're decreasing everyone else's ability to have an output on tight end because everyone still has to start one. So it's like, I don't know. I, I the, it just it it makes me a little nervous to add tight ends in there because they're already. Yeah, I, I understand. It's it. so hard for them to produce points. Like add you know, uh, QB superflex or whatever you know. You're going to have 25 quarterbacks that probably put up at least 10 to 15 points every week, but tight ends, we could go back and there's only like seven every week that put up 10 points if that. So it's like, yeah, and I'm fine with not including a second, a a flex with a tight end. I just, I don't want a second quarterback position in there or a quarterback flex. So I'm fine. As long as kickers get out of this league and we, we get rid of them, I'm happy but I don't want it in lieu of a second quarterback starting in someone's lineup. I just think that's silly. 
So to go further then, because I'm actually also on the other side of the fence on dual quarterback, what makes you want to only have one quarterback next year? I just think I, I'm a fancy football purist, and I love the the game. And it just ask, nine out of ten people say fancy football is meant to be played with one quarterback. Yeah, I but, just don't want a second one in there. But and back in the day, feels, sorry, go ahead. It just doesn't feel. It doesn't feel as. It doesn't feel as fun. I don't know. I just don't like the idea of a second quarterback being in there. Um, and I think I think we should keep it as a traditional flex with a, either a second super flex or a normal flex, no kicker. I just think that that would be the best solution. Sorry, as I dashed on my ankle weights, they're getting a little tight. My feet are getting red. Um, yeah, I mean, I completely agree. But here's here's the one thing for me is that I think – I know Lamar changed your season, and every year a quarterback changes maybe one person's season. But where, like, quarterbacks have kind of felt irrelevant now. Like, you pick up your quarterback in the 10th round and you cruise. Like, it just seems, it seems like we're not focusing enough on quarterbacks anymore. That's so, not true at all, though. It's so fucking true. That is not what true you, at all. You dude, know. there was a few fucking idiots that took quarterbacks in the. Th- third round or something but for there the most wasn't part a few. there is i can name five there was there was drew Brees. there was deshaun watson mahomes carson wentz um i i carson get wentz. that but there are people taking these guys still but that's only early. five quarterback five quarterbacks in the first five rounds whereas running backs how many running backs were in the first five rounds that's all i'm saying you, you start two running backs maybe three especially if you were me who had really good well that's what i'm saying it'd be interesting to see what would happen if we add a second quarterback because to me quarter okay how many quarterbacks exactly the importance of quarterback is going way down there's usually only one running back on the field at a time there's only one quarterback on the field at the same time the number of running backs drafted in the first five rounds is exponentially higher than the number of quarterbacks i'm curious what would happen and i'm actually just curious to see what would happen if we added a two quarterback system with somehow maybe slightly less points, because I agree with you, if you add two quarterbacks with the current point system, it'd be fucking stupid. But if you were to adjust, and I know this is like changing the wheel, but I'm actually just curious because to me, I think it would be more pure of a league in your essence, because back then there used to be more bell cows of running backs and those just aren't available anymore. So it's not as clean cut to pick as many running backs. So now it's just coming to researching which running backs you think could pop off and quarterbacks just kind of fall by the wayside in my mind. I think there's a, with running backs, if you're going to argue that bell cow running backs are falling off, you can argue that the receiving running backs and then the wide receivers you can find anywhere. You can find a starting wide receiver anywhere on the waiver these days. So week to week, you can, you can try and stream them. So I think other other positions get higher Ex- valued inherently because then the why don't we just add two quarterbacks numbers. then if it's easy to stream those other positions why can't we just add a second quarterback and decrease their total output because that's not fancy football baby that's we have six years of how we how we've done the the league i don't like it it's going to skew the numbers we also had five years of doing standard scoring we've had eight years with kickers where, oh, no. where are you going with this, Gertz? <laughs> Get rid of the kickers. 
I don't know. I just, I, I'd be very curious. I understand the fair, fantasy purists. It's nice to see QB1, RB1, RB2, flex. I mean, I get it, but I don't know. Also, Ian, you got to remember, logic does not prevail in this league. That's true. You so, that. <laughs> well, in that case, we may stay with one quarterback. Oh, <laughs> um, but either way, I don't know. I just, I thought it was interesting because there's so many different ways to go with it, but I do completely agree with you on getting rid of kickers. It's just, it's painful. Like it, yeah. Like you said, like the fact that if anything, kickers need to like max out at seven points, I get it's the X factor, but fuck you. If your if your kicker scores 20 points, you know, and how much time do you spend researching running backs or receivers to draft, to, to stream, to pick up, to drop for all of them to only average like 12 points a game. And then a fucking kicker gets 20 points. Like, that's just, it feels dirty. I agree. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page there. And I, the only problem is I think every person is going to have a different opinion on what the alternate solution would be to eliminating kickers. Yeah, it, it, it's really opening up Pandora's box, which I think is why people are scared of changing it because we just went into the rabbit hole for 10 minutes of, we remove kickers from now. What do we do? And we just debated that for 10 minutes. And it's just yeah. And then add 10 other drunk individuals. Two, yeah. Just two idiots talking to each other over the phone. So. Yeah. And I think the, the last question, I don't I know, maybe some leadership. I don't know. Maybe some leadership would be good in this situation. So if you can get some of that, I give, I give the, uh, at top leader here, the commission, I give him a break until the wedding's over. Um, man's got a yeah, lot. He's got on. real stuff going on. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I just got the wedding invitation though. So it looked great by the way, Bennett. Um, I know you were heavily involved in the invitation planning. So, <laughs> so it looked great. The design was great. Um, Jill really liked them. She said that they were very cute. So you can relay that message. Um, and other than that, Gertz, last question on fantasy related topics here. When is too early to start draft prepping? Oh, wow. Um, I Oh, we lost him. We have some technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's let's get Gertz back on the phone here. Um, so, just give me one sec. We're going to call him back. Sorry, people. This is just... Uh, We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. You good? All right. Everyone, we are back. Gertz, you there? Are we still? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry right. about that. We're live. Must be uh, the... Yeah, I heard your question, though. Um, too early to start doing draft therapy is really... Any time before August, in my opinion, I just think training camp and preseason have to be training camp has to be pretty much wrapped up, and then preseason has to be going. Um, and even at that point, early August, you're really just picking which running back, wide receiver tiers you like in your your first few rounds, um, and then just trying to fill out flyers. So um, I don't know, dude. I the the longer we've done this, the more I think that fantasy prep is. You can only do so much. Like, really, if you give two, three weeks of it, I think you're okay. 
Um, I still believe it's important, but I don't think you need to be looking at it in June and July. Yeah, just so much can change. That's just the tough part, right? Like, you spend all this time, and then DeAndre Hopkins goes to whoever the fuck picked him up, you know, and, and then all your time is just wasted. Exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I already know my first two draft picks. I know the order and I know who I'm taking. So it's nice to have that piece and then I'll go from the third round on. Yeah. So nice little, uh, foreshadowing there. I'm sure you're not going to say those names out loud. Absolutely not. If you draft Lamar Jackson in the first two rounds, I will laugh. Ian, you are laughing points for, you should be writing down what I do. And then it's, taking notes dude, and then trying to, trying to do that for yourself. You know, I'm all good, man. Uh, the past three years, I have an average placement in the league way higher than I'm in the top five in average placement the past three years. And that's with a last place finish. So, um, I've, I've been doing pretty well, maybe not top five, but I'm in the top half. Uh, i I got fourth one year and I got fifth last year. So, um, I'm really not too concerned. It was just a really bad year. Um, I was one year off on Derrick Henry. I I'll defend that till I die. Um, you know, it was just a horrible fucking year. But either way, I think the last the last question I had on, on fantasy also, I guess last, last question. That's a little part of my take, a little steal there. Um, the fab spending. How'd you like it this year? Like that was a like, I think everyone kind of soaked that up. But that was still, it's like change doesn't happen easily in this league. So for us to go from that stupid fucking system before to this. I really do like it. Uh, I just I'm kind of curious to get other owners' thoughts in terms of did you like the hundred? What were your kind of takeaways from the first year on mistakes um, versus like do we think that we want to increase, decrease? Like the Ian, this was Ian, this was year two of Fab spending, brother. Oh, it's two. That's my bad. That's my bad. Oh. No, you're okay. Yeah, it's just this was year two because I remember year one, Spears picked up Phil Lindsay, who was like a no namer. He's was a rookie. He spent like 30 bucks on him in week one of 2018. And, and I remember like, wow, that's a lot of money to spend. And it was the first iteration of like money being a big deal in free agency. But I like Fab. I don't think we need to change it at all. I think it works. There's some people that want to do a penny auction instead of a $1 minimum. And I don't like that. Yeah, I think you had to put some money down to play. Because then you have people putting one penny and then two pennies and three pennies. It just feels like it's a little redundant at that point. Yeah, I'm, that's my bad. I completely blacked out that season two years ago. Yeah. So, um, Yeah, as you should have, as you should have. Nothing is retained from that year. Um, I yeah. wish Fez would have broken my record just to get that, that off my back. but I was trying to track that for you. He Dude, did, he had one good exploded. game. One good game, man. Just one, that 100-point well, game. Yeah, that's how bad your season was in 2018. It just takes one big game. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I almost, I almost lost my marbles there, but... I don't know, man. We've been going for an hour 20. I love how quick time goes on pods. But um, I think, you know, with Corona, I'm hoping things clear up here. But an Alec, uh, Alec announcing the San Diego draft. Have you been to San Diego? I've not. It's, it's warm. It's right on the beach. Honestly, best fish tacos I've ever had were in San Diego. Um, I'm excited to get out there. That'll be awesome. Huge Mexican population. The food is insane down there. If you like Mexican food, San Diego is the place to be. Um, Gas Lamp District is awesome. Um, Did you know how they named San Diego, man? Uh, it's a large wooden ship, right? 
It's an old, old wooden ship. <laughs> I'm San Diego. <laughs> Ron Burgundy, what a legend. Um, a whale's vagina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What a great movie. Quote that forever. I love lamp. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, I think we're just trying to stay sane here in quarantine. Um you know, just doing things to try to get by here. I hope everyone else is doing well. Uh, Gertz, I think it's about time to sign off. Do we have any final hot takes for the league um, on the NFL in general? Let's let's get a hot take for the league if we can get one here. Uh, I don't I don't have a hot take. We've been we've been talking for an hour and twenty minutes. I just don't have anything for you. I I put out my friendly jabs here and talk to you about how I feel about the Bengals. So I feel good about it. I feel good. My hot take for next year is that Alec Romali doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I would, I would. Nothing would bring me more joy. He has. He's stolen. He stole two months out of my twenty uh, nineteen. He did. He took it from me. <laughs> yeah, you were not happy with that. I really do like his idea on the first and second, like top one, two, get a pick who they actually play. I think that's a great idea. But um, I think Alex's head has gotten a little big here. Um, and, and yeah, he's so little it might he might tip over because his head's so big. Uh, that is definitely a concern. Um, you know, especially as he's gonna embark out to California, West Coast lifestyle here. Um, you know, it just I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> no, add it. I get it. Add a tan to his big head with his muscles, and we got a whole different beast. I, I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So um, with that, I will. I think we'll uh, we'll exit here. Um, I'll crack my to-go beer here. Got five beers down during the pod, so not bad. Um, I'm the silent killer over here. Um, Amazing. We're, we're, we're getting after it on this Friday. So I'm going to go see if some people want to play some COD, and we'll see where we can get with this. But, hey, Gertz, it's been a fucking blast, man. Always is. Um, still crazy we texted each other randomly today. At the same, I, I mean, that. for the people listening, it was actually like I sent it and I received it at the second that I pressed send. Like it was, yeah. that has never happened to me in my life in terms of like just that, randomly texting someone. That is truly, truly 19 years of friendship right there. That was fun. I, I really like that. I don't know what happened. So with that, Gertz, I'm going to hang up. We're going to, we're going to exit on some lifestyles of Rich and the Famous. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Bye. I did. See ya. I'd like to see them spend a week living life out on the street. I don't think they would survive if they could spend a day or two. All right, everyone. Go vote for Carmelo Anthony in the Sweet 16. Um, He's in the Sweet 16 for the best college basketball players of all time. Feel free to vote. Um, Obviously, if Jerry McNamara was there, um, which he should be, uh, we would have been plugging him, but... Um, Go vote for Mello. Um, Everyone stay safe out there. Uh, Peace and blessings. And that was the scuttle.